0: Hello and welcome to Your Favourite Teacher. Today I'm going to talk about Eden Rock, um, a poem by Charles Causley. So what I'll do first is I'll read through the poem and then I'll pick out some key um, interesting points to talk about, um, maybe some key themes and ideas and a few comparisons that you might want to make with other poems. So Eden Rock. They are waiting for me somewhere beyond Eden Rock. My father, twenty-five, in the same suit, of genuine Irish tweed, his terrier Jack, still two years old and trembling at his feet. My mother, twenty-three, in a sprigged dress, drawn at the waist, ribbon in her straw hat, has spread the stiff white cloth over the grass. Her hair the colour of wheat takes on the light. She pours tea from a thermos, The milk straight from an old HP sauce bottle. A screw of paper for a cork slowly sets out the same three plates, the tin cups painted blue. The sky whitens as if lit by three suns. My mother shades her eyes and looks my way over the drifted stream. My father spins a stone along the water, leisurely. They beckon to me from the other bank. I hear them call, see where the stream path is. Crossing is not as hard as you might think. I had not thought that it would be like this. So, we've got a poem here that is looking at um, some ideas of the past, um, the idea of memory, um, loss and, and family. And really, um, with poems in in to do with love and relationships, there are a few different avenues that they can take. There can be um, sort of poems about romantic love, um, lust, um, and family love as well. And so Eden Rock, which is the title, uh, refers to somewhere that's it, it doesn't Exist, but what we do know from Eden is we've got that sort of religious reference, uh, the idea of the Garden of Eden, which is basically paradise. So, straight away from the title, we have somewhere um, that we're imagining that's a very positive uh, location. Now, stanza one, it starts in the present tense with a vague, vague location, so they're waiting for me somewhere. So we've not got any specifics there, which contrasts from his precise uh, memory of what his father's wearing, the same suit of genuine Irish tweed. Um, and obviously we've got some quality here because it's general we've got the use of the adjective genuine, um, and that might be significant. We've got the the fact that the dog is still two years old, so still sort of implies that it feels like... He's much older, this terrier, um, but still two years old. Maybe um, just gives the dog sort of a timeless quality. Now, if we move on to stanza two, uh, where he starts to describe his mother, again, it's really positive descriptions here my mother 23 in a sprig dress drawn at the waist so he's describing her physical appearance Um, we've got the sprig dress the ribbon straw hat um, and it's almost like he's studying maybe studying a photograph he can remember these specific details her hair the color of wheat so nice natural imagery there and and talking about the light obviously makes um reinforces the positive tone of this stanza um, all of these sort of natural sceneries build in with this idea of somewhere idyllic where they're having their picnic. Um, this Ed, somewhere beyond Eden Rock. Um, so, by the time we get to stanza three, uh, we've got some information that we can learn about the family, and they seem quite resourceful. Perhaps not overly flamboyant or particularly wealthy, because we've got how they're being um, using. A, HP sauce, that's a brown sauce bottle to keep the milk in, um, which is a really sweet, um, pleasant image of a family that isn't distracted by, um, you know, I don't know, wealth and um, isn't distracted by things that don't matter. It seems like they've got the essentials and that's all they really need for this picnic, for something to be um, dreamlike almost. So his memory so far has gone through the father and the mother, um, and now the situation of them actually built um, having this picnic. And we've got this sort of slow transition as we move through, as he's recalling this um, memory in an almost dreamlike state. Um, and when we get to stanza four, the sky whitens as if lit by three suns. So... It's almost blinding, this bright white light, um, which is causing the mother to shade her eyes. Now, the the bright light also could have religious symbolism here, because um, the three sons, it might be like the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit um and her shading her eyes it's too bright she has to look away so we have something here like a, a slight shift um as she's got to protect herself and protect her eyes from it it could be referring to heaven maybe this bright bright sunlight you can almost picture um it's streaking through the clouds you know that um very typical image of heaven um and the drifted stream again it seems very dreamlike um We've got the natural imagery again by the the use of the stream. Um, my father spins a stone along the water. Very, you know, very traditional um, country day out. That's the kind of picture that's being presented here. Um, these, There's no sort of... Um, there's nothing that's kind of um, getting in the way of like the family unity. Uh, so... The next line here, they beckoned to me from the other bank. Okay, we're starting to get into the things where we could be reading into this. Um, and I hear them call, see where the stream path is. Crossing is not as hard as you might think. I think here that we've got um, the idea of the parents that are that have left him, that he can no longer see. And he's he's remembering them, Um, and crossing is not as hard as you might think. I think might be talking about his own death, and um, him wanting him dying, and you know revisiting his parents. There's a few things there. You could just be reading this and be thinking that he's talking about actually crossing the stream, Um, but the idea of beckoning me from the other bank, the other bank being somewhere that's dis different like a physical distance away from him could be metaphorical here for um the distance between you know the difference between um the living and the dead um so that's a sort of interesting thing to look at there it's certainly a very nostalgic poem um but there's lots of symbolism and it has definitely got links to the afterlife and the way in which he his parents are almost calling to him to join him we see that in that last stanza it's very reflective and peaceful um, and I would say it's a positive poem even though it's talking about loss and longing for his family. We know that um, the poet himself tends to write quite autobiographically and this is something that's supposed to be um, a memory. Um, uh, his father died when he was about seven years old and um, the po- the poem was actually published after his mother died Um, which was he was much older then but it's still like he's holding on to this precious memory and the fact that it's Eden Rock um, you know the biblical references here it's like he is holding his parents up on this pedestal um, which implies that perhaps they are in heaven and if you do tend to go down that that route and we see there are a number of different religious motifs so we've got Eden we've got the three sons and we've got the crossing of the river of the river um death hasn't actually been mentioned but it's certainly uh there's certainly a euphemism of crossing that's being used and and the whole poem could be considered an extended metaphor for death which i think is if you're going to write about this poem and you're not just reading it for your own enjoyment i think that's the way in which you want to take it because obviously if you take it as um uh an a loss in terms of losing a parental relationship and the transitions that happen between parents and their children then of course you can make some comparisons with some other um, lovely poems in the love and relationship cluster so mother any distance follower um, walking away or before you you were mine all of these things look at um, the parental relationship um, from different perspectives so sometimes it's from the perspective of the grown-up sometimes it's from the child and you can make those comparisons quite nicely Um, here obviously he's looking back at his parents in a really positive light he's got this memory captured perfectly he can remember such small details and if we look at you know as I was going through the things that the the really specific details the fact that it's an HB sauce bottle that's something that's quite easy for you to remember in your exam. That and, it, and you can learn so much from how he's regarding this moment and this memory, because for you to hold on to specifics um, as a human being, for you to hold on to specifics, it tends to be because something significant has happened or something important has happened. That's why you remember every little detail. So whether it's if you're reading something and someone's had a terrifying experience and they can remember the taste of... Rain on the air; those specific pieces of detail are because of the significance um, of that moment, and so the fact that he holds such significance in this moment—a essentially him and his mum and dad going for a picnic—shows quite how how highly regarded this memory is um, in his mind. So, some things to notice when you go through: I want you to pick out and see if you can spot. the different colours and what might be significant about those different colours, how you could link them to the the overall tone of the poem. Um, Maybe look at the structure. So we've got one, two, three, four, five stanzas here. Um, Well, six. We've got our last line. I had not thought that it would be like this. Like with everything I always say, some of the the main things you want to talk about when you get a poem, um, the main things you want to say overindulge your sort of analytical brain with um, is thinking about the analysis of the title the first and the last line so I've already said um, Eden Rock we've got real natural imagery there we've also got religious significance of the Garden of Eden and then if you go straight away to they are waiting for me somewhere beyond Eden Rock almost a bit spooky now that we've read through it and now that we've thought about the fact that he might be talking about heaven that first line ties quite nicely in this idea of them waiting for him waiting for him to arrive you know um, once he's finished his his life I had not thought that it would be like this that's really that's almost quite regretful and quite sad and Maybe he doesn't he hadn't realized how hard it would be without them um and you could talk about that when you're making comparisons, say with um mother any distance where we've got the child um detaching from his mother um and she's helping him measure up his house or whatever you could sort of link about how this is much further on and how how necessary that parental response that parental relationship is um so yeah, you, I would definitely, if you get a question that's about exploring memories of the past or exploring um, family, use this poem. If this poem comes up in front of you, as i said before, Pick out um, the title, first and last line, some of the specific details because you can talk about the fact that it's such a significant memory. Um, I definitely would talk about the light imagery um, and how you can link that to religion because um, all of these things tie quite nicely together as if he's almost got this haze, this dreamlike memory of a heavenly day with his parents, and that's that's what he's expecting to come back to at some point. Okay, I hope that has been helpful. I will be doing a couple more podcasts on some other poems later today. And we already have lots of poems on the podcast um, that I've been going through, in particular recently, Ones poems to do with love and different relationships. I'm Miss Meeks, thanks for listening.